Welcome to the Queen Player, a lifestyle podcast. Get inspired by our latest tips and information about small business, entrepreneurship, natural hair, travel, food, and even relationships. Stay tuned for another great episode. I am your host, Renee Patrice. back everyone thank you so much for tuning into the queen's layer podcast thank you for supporting we have seen such a great uptick in numbers and i just want to thank you guys once again we're back again with another segment of elevation entrepreneur we are talking with Bijane kareem uh the stem education and grant guru is a social good entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience in education grants equity building and steam education ms kareem is passionate about combining continuing education and training with grant strategy to help novice grant writers build confidence to win grants ms kareem launched bk international education consultancy in 2012 to strengthen k-12 educator practices through enhanced professional coaching and training. Welcome to the Queen's Layer Podcast. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. No problem. Please give us some background about your organization, a little bit about how you got started, and who you serve, who, who is your core audience that you serve. Absolutely, absolutely. So a little bit about myself. So I was a STEM major, majored in biology and chemistry and served in the science field um, for some time. And then I transitioned over into the education space. And so that really illuminated my eyes to a variety of things. Um, So one, having been an educator for over a decade, um, I identified that there are a lot of missed opportunities particularly for children of color to experience quality, hands-on, STEM uh, education early on. And so thinking about, you know, my experiences uh, in education and my matriculation through school, I really didn't grab a hold of interest in science until high school. And research shows that that's a bit too late for a lot of students, right? Um, Mm. And so what I wanted to do with BK International Education Consultancy is really marry my love for all things STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and education, and help to support other educators by building their capacity to to create and sustain innovative learning spaces for all children. And I have to give a little disclaimer, a little caveat here. When I say educators, I mean all educators. I mean all those adults who touch and impact kids' lives. So it could be a traditional classroom teacher, it could be a daycare provider, it could be a youth development organization, program specialist, it could be a family member or a parent. All of those people help to impart education um, into children's lives. And so that is our goal at BK International Education Consultancy, is help to advance education equity by increasing students' access to innovative education. 
Well, I know that that is a tall task, especially with the, you know, during the height of the pandemic in the past couple of years, all of these parents got thrown into doing the teacher's job, you know, for a lot of it because they were shocked. Like the parents were ready for the kids to go back to school because they were like, handle this every single day so I think that's an amazing thing and I think for you know our black and brown children this is something that you know is not always available to them and then being underfunded in the schools and all that you know we briefly spoke about this before this it's really it's shocking to me how we want all of our youth to be the makers and the creators of the future, but we're not willing to invest in them, you know, and different programs to see them through. You know, it's so tough sometimes, you know, you'll see grant programs and then some of the grant programs, they're there, but then it's so few, you know, to be able to, you know, so everybody's competing for the same thing. So it's so tough. I think that's, that's an amazing, amazing, um, you saw a need there and, you know, tipped in there. What sort of projects um, do you guys have, are you working on right now or things that you may have coming up? Yeah, absolutely. And so what, what we do at BK International Education Consultancy is, one, we partner and collaborate because just as you said, um, we're better together, right? And we don't want to work in silos because that's not even how <laughs> that's not how life works, right? And so yeah. we're, we have um, we can create a, a farther reach and impact when we work together. So one example of a project that we're currently working on is in partnership with Metamorphosis Powerhouse Company. They're our nonprofit partner, and we have um, sought after some funding to launch. And actually, we're in our second year now launch a family literacy program and what's special about this family literacy program we say wait a minute what does it really have to do with STEM right so STEM we also add in the A for arts and arts can be performance arts it can be language arts and so mm-hmm. what what we have found out is that um, because of the pandemic right uh, as you said parents um, are supporting children at school there's this severe severe learning recovery learning gap learning loss and so what we envision to do is to help build and support families as well as educators um, create and sustain um, and enhance strong learners before they enter into kindergarten so it's an mm-hmm. early learning pro- program that has multiple tiers so we have the family portion where families, um, we help them to build out their um, home libraries with multicultural stories, so not just any old regular stories, right? Stories yeah. where children of color can see themselves in those stories. We also mm-hmm. model for parents. What are some effective read aloud strategies? How can you build vocabulary with those, with those stories? And how can you stretch that learning further by incorporating uh, a simple STEM activity related to that story? So so that's that's the benefit and and the the students and the children they get to participate in a live read aloud um, or story time with other children um, by by licensed educators so that's one part of the the program the other part is that we train educators again pre-k teachers daycare providers um um, homeschool family providers as well um, um parents who are at home and want to learn as well on how do you select culturally relevant text, right? 
because just because you have a book that has a black or brown kid on the front doesn't mean that story may maybe um or may not be perpetuating a stereotype in the story so we talk about how do you select multicultural text the importance of it and how and the benefits um how that's a benefit for children particularly children of color or able body and things of that nature and so then um the the uh, educators, one, they learn some new strategies, they have some new resources. It's also a way for them to engage with their families and share those, those new found tips, right? And building that community connection because it takes a village to, to help support and educate kids. And yeah. it's a win-win. So we've seen some great success with that. And so we, we are continuing to seek after funding to help support and grow that particular program. So that's just one example. Um, of an integrated learning project that has a literacy and STEM focus to help prepare and build strong learners and readers um, before they enter into school. So that's one example. Another example is that we have um, a grant writing program specifically for educators and school leaders who, as you mentioned earlier, right, schools have been underfunded for centuries, right, for years, particularly in communities of color, um, communities uh, in, in poverty. Um, and what we envision to do is to help them sustain and create innovative learning spaces with, with alternative funding. Oftentimes, um, school funding comes with restrictions and requirements and things of that learning, uh, things of that nature. And so what we, what we empower educators to do is to leverage what they know about lesson plans to go after grants so they can get what they need in their classrooms where teachers are not having to spend out of their pocket for materials and supplies. That that should common. not be a thing. Yes, that, that should not be a thing. Mm. Yeah, that should not be a thing, especially with the teacher shortage as well as with the 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 resource and the support that the school should be providing for edu- for educators. Um, yep. And even though there's an influx of funding to schools, thanks to like CARES funding and the current administration, schools for some reason are still having um, um, trouble with identifying where to spend those funds. They're, they're, and teachers are like, hey, what about me? <laughs> what about us? You know, and again, there's restrictions with those, those uh, school funding dollars. So that's another program that we have. We call it Grant Writing for Educators. Um, in which that we've been going around and, and, and um, speaking at several conferences on helping educators to leverage their lesson plans to, to get those grants, right? To get the, the cash for their class. So, so it sounds to me like this is even, and everything just seems to be political in this world these days, it sounds like there's even a, a bigger need for lobbying so that it's not so much red tape to, you know, lift the, you know, the finger off of some of these funds because it's no, it, it is no, um, nobody is stranger to the fact that teachers often uh, have to pull money out of their own pockets, especially in urban areas. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a known thing. You know, I've, yeah. we've got two educators in my family, and they're constantly pulling money out of their pockets mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. time. So exactly. I don't understand, like, so is, is there, yep. do you see a gap in, like, the lobbying of this, you know, for our, we've got a big election coming up in November. I mean, Absolutely. 
what do you see on that front from the political side? Because it's really those members that need to crack down and put into legislation, That's you right. know, to, to to deal with the Board of Education and to get out of this red tape. What, what do that. you see with that? That's exactly right. Um, it is a culture that needs to be disrupted, period. Mm. And currently, yeah. there, is, it, there isn't any long-term, let's say that long-term legislation that addresses that. Um, mm-hmm. What myself and a couple of other um, Black women-led organizations, Metamorphosis Powerhouse Company again, and Melanated Pearl uh, Incorporated, um, we are endeavoring to create some policy to put it in front of, and this is this is a bipartisan because we all know there's a teacher shortage, right? We all yeah. know that teachers, 94% of teachers spend out of their pocket on yeah. low income. They're not getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, like athletes or people in the tech industry. And so yeah. this should not be a thing. Um, and so what we are endeavoring to do specifically in Georgia is to at least create some type of tax bill where teachers can get reimbursed more for the things that they spend out of pocket. Now, it doesn't address um, the root cause analysis, but it is definitely a step in the right direction. Um, yeah. Because currently, teachers can only get reimbursed if they qualify for maybe $250. And as you said, teachers are constantly spending out of pocket way more when, than $250 um, oh, a absolutely. school year. Yeah, to, to yeah. help support instruction, their students. Um, and, and their professional craft. I mean, think about it. What other what other field do you go in where you have to necessarily buy your own supplies? I know it's not in the medical field. I know it's not in Never. the law field. No, you, <laughs> right? You, you right. Speak to whoever it is that you need to speak to, and they they move the budget around to get you what you need. You know, I mean that's I know the old days of corporate America. That's what they do. You know, you go exactly. to whoever. You know, holding the purse strings and say, "Hey, this is what we're going to need coming up in the next quarter." And you know, if things may be a little tight, they may say, "Okay, we can do this, but we may not be able to do that." But there's none of this this type of red tape that I see for, especially as important as it is, because you are educating the future. These are our future lawmakers. These are our future decision makers. These are our future, you know, SCOTUS. You know, you don't know what these kids are are, are going to to be or do as they grow up. So, and and to say that we're we're lacking like this, and it's nothing new about this lacking going on. It's been going right. on for exactly. many, many years, and it keeps on happening. Yeah. I, and you hit it, and you hit it on the head. It not, it's not only equipping the educators to do their job effectively and increase yep. teacher effective, effectiveness, but you're also providing the necessary and essential learning tools and supports that are needed to really help kids thrive. Yes. Period. Yeah, it's needed. Definitely so, needed. So that's why we, we not only um, help to tackle some of the issues of education from the integrative learning space, um, but also with the grant writing to help educators as well as schools and school districts to um, be able to leverage this more flexible funding that you can get side of outside of like federal school dollars to do yeah. what they need for kids in the best interest of kids. Yeah, I, I feel like grant writing is still that elusive thing mm-hmm. that people just haven't quite grasped. So mm-hmm. anytime I see stuff like that, I really, 
you know, pay attention to that because I think it's something that a lot of people are still in the dark about, about yeah. what's even available, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what's possibly out there. There's specific mm-hmm. things for um, people of color, you know, like mm-hmm. there's just so many different things. And I think that I, that's definitely an underserved area as well. I don't think it's just people doing grant stuff, you know, or yeah. educating, educating us on that. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm this whole thing I love because I'm a product of the urban school system, you know, and it really, my parents to get super involved, you know, by the time I went to, to school, they were like so surprised that, oh, she already knows her address. She already knows, you know, like my Mm -hmm. parents already saw that they were not prepared to prepare their child. So Mm -hmm. I went to school knowing a lot of things that the teachers were like, oh, how does she already know this already? But you had, you had to do that. But unfortunately, not not everyone has that. They may not have the parents that clued in to see what's going on and they often get left behind and, you know, a lot of these systems are passing kids through, but they don't have basic financial knowledge, they don't have basic even reading skills, you know, things like that. So this is... This is so needed. You're doing God's work. That's all I know. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sis. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that is definitely what we envision to do is to have intergenerational programming, like I said, with, mm. with parents and kids, with educators and parents or educators and kids. Just we all are learning at the same time and, and helping yeah. to dismantle some of these root causes of inequity in education and really yeah. to advance education equity. So, yeah, I I appreciate um, you sharing that and stating that because that really gives us some extra energy to, to keep moving forward with, with our programming, for sure. Oh, my goodness. that, that it, I, Everything about education is really, is really big for me. You know, like, I just don't feel that however old you get, you never stop learning. That's you know, right. even, how, even how we became connected, you know, through the Cornell program. I mean, it's just, you never stop learning and you got to, you got to stay at the forefront of these things because if you don't, you will have these crazy lawmakers that'll come in and just do any old thing. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't think that their vote is important, but it is. These folks don't get into office because they just, you know, stroll up and sat down at the Senate or at the House. They get there because of people voting. You know, and if you don't vote, it's like you're leaving it wide open for people who don't find any of this important. You know, they don't see the reason to vote, you know, some of these these um, laws into, you know, enactments or whatever. They don't think it's important because they're worried about their bottom line, but they're not worried about, you know, educating our future. This this is the these kids are going to be sitting in those seats. These kids are going to be our future senators and House members. And I can't That's imagine right. that we're still fighting this with education. It's, it's really something, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, well, we're definitely you. hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, yeah, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, I don't want to touch your thought off. I was just saying, and we're definitely hoping with, with our project um, that for the tax bill specifically, that it definitely mm-hmm. gets attention from both sides because it does affect the bottom line. You not having teachers in school does affect the bottom line. So maybe with that, yeah. you know, unfortunately it took this long, but, uh, you know, hopefully with that, 
it will get their attention um, so that we can do do better by educators. Because if, if the educators thrive and are in conditions to thrive, children will thrive, yeah. hands down. Absolutely. So tell me this, with all of these things that you have accomplished with your organization, with your business, what has been like your most satisfying moment within your business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would say, so two things come to mind. So one definitely is, so during the pandemic, um, and we all had to sit down, right, and stay home. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of us had to pivot and figure out, okay, what now Now, what am I going to do? Um, we used that opportunity to create a, a workbook and a guide for teachers on the science of writing, writing grant proposals. Like you said, it, it can be so elusive, and it's like, wait a minute, I know that's a thing, but do I have time for that? Is that something I can even do? And so we've yeah. really broken down the steps uh, in a workbook, elementary style format, for educators to leverage their lesson plan to be able to go after grants for whatever they need for their classroom. So it could be, you know, fidget spinners that they're they're that they've been paying for out of pocket. It could be classroom decorations to help build classroom community. It could be devices that they need for their for their students, um, or a particular material that, that they may need for their English language learners or special needs children, whatever it may be, whatever teachers have usually been spending out of pocket for um, or want to do innovative project-based learning, there is funding out there for you for those things. And so um, we know that equipping educators with the guidance, resources, and tools to write grants is going to only help and strengthen support for, for student learning. Like we already know that. And being that we've been in the pandemic, we have to do that. We need to do that because we know there's there's been um, a, a learning loss, a learning gap, and we're trying to recover. And so this is definitely one way to do that, support them. Um, and so we have a book called 12 Quick Steps to Writing Winning Classroom Grants. And it's dedicated to help educators to fully stock their classrooms. Having been an educator myself, I remember coming out of pocket every year, year after year, spending yeah. because I needed to, and I didn't mind doing it because I knew it was for my kids. And so what we're excited to see now is that through the trainings and workshops that we have, we have some um, online self-paced courses and we have some live courses, which I lead to help ed educators tap into these funds. Um, we are seeing educators being able to uh, acquire um, a couple hundred dollars for things that they need to thousands of dollars, which is huge because teachers know how to how to stretch a dollar. Okay, <laughs> they know how to stretch a dollar. So that is big, and that's big for their school communities. That's big for them as a marketable skill that they have that they're thinking about ever transitioning or doing something else. And it's also oh, yeah. more importantly. Um, big for the students that they serve and helping them to achieve positive outcomes. So those are the two things that come to mind for us as a very satisfying moment in our business. Wow. So, okay, you do all of these things with your business. This is a big, first of all, you're taking on something that is mountain size because when you're speaking about education and that you're literally educating the educators. What do you do on your downtime? Do you have oh. hobbies? Everything can't be work. So what do you do on your downtime? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, one guilty pleasure that I have 
is that I am a reality show junkie. So for me to Ooh. unplug and unwind, I'm going to watch the latest reality shows and enjoy every minute of it. Okay. So that is one of my hobbies, my guilty pleasures. Another thing is I'm definitely a sleep advocate. So when I can get a nap in, girl, yeah. I'm winning. I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. Yeah. I'm winning. And and everything is right with the world. So those are a couple I, of my I embrace a good nap. I'm telling you. And all these people are like, oh, sleep is the suckers. No. Sleep no, is needed. No. You wanna be you wanna be you wanna be productive? A good sleep, oh yeah, yeah. has to happen. Because I used to yeah. be one of those people and I still am to a certain extent, but now when you know when you work for yourself you can kinda you can be more generous with the naps during the day type of thing. And if I feel like I need to get in like a little power nap, oh I'll get in a power nap in a minute. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah, it's right. definitely a mood. Wow. It's definitely okay. a mood adjuster for me. <laughs> so <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. So okay. Give me where people can reach you. Let me know your website let me know the email address where can people find you absolutely so people can find us bk international education consultancy either on google um, on our website at www.bkconsultancy so bkconsultancy.org we're on instagram at bk underscore consultancy we're also on facebook and twitter at bk consultancy and my email address is bjanae i'm gonna have to spell that out for everyone it's b-e-j-a-n-a-e at bkconsultancy.org and we're also on linkedin as well so we're on all the social media platforms that you can think of Um, and we're also hitting up the teacher heart out conference that's coming up in atlanta and miami we'll be doing a couple sessions there one on where the money resides being able to find flexible (laughs) funding for your classroom and schools and also shift happens moving from arts and crafts to steam so um, we're at some uh, local conferences as well as online on the internet Excellent. Well, I tell you, people, I keep telling folks, if you're not web savvy in this day and age, you got to get web savvy. I tell my clients that all the time, like you you got, you got to get on the, you got to get on the interwebs because there's such a wealth of information there. But I think a lot of people just don't realize that, okay, I need to like Google some things. I need to go Mm -hmm. set up an Instagram and, you know, start following people and seeing you know their tips and all that sort of stuff that they have you can learn so much that way and connect with people so that's that's major well i thank you Bijanay, for for coming through to the queen's layer podcast and such pertinent information like this is this is definitely something that is needed i haven't had an educator person especially in this space come on here I think you are I believe you're the first one so well all right then first time (laughs) (laughs) you gave us such great information I I absolutely love it so thank you so much for that you guys again thank you so much for supporting this podcast you guys streaming this podcast we're almost at 50,000 downloads already with this podcast and this you know you guys supporting this podcast allows us to be able to bring people like this on 
you know, because we want to keep expanding this Elevation Entrepreneur. So follow us on social media, especially on Instagram, at Onyx Queen Media. And, you know, like, share, subscribe to this podcast. If you tag us on Instagram, we will give you a shout out in our stories on Instagram. Again, Bijanay, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate this wealth of information. More than welcome. Thank you. Online savings simplified. Don't search for coupon codes ever again. With one click, Honey's smart shopping assistant will automatically apply discounts to your cart in seconds. Save on all your favorite things. Easily pay less for products you're already buying online. It's as easy as one, two, three. Join Honey for free. It takes two clicks to add Honey to your Chrome, Safari, Firefox, or Opera browser. Find savings in seconds. While you shop, Honey will find working promo codes across the entire internet, and you save instantly. With one click, Honey will apply the best deals to your cart. It's that easy. So what are you waiting for? Get Honey. Download it today. Visit our link www.tinyurl.com forward slash O-N-Y-X-H-O-N-E-Y. That's www.tinyurl.com forward slash Onyx Honey. Start saving right now.